G'day everyone, welcome aboard to another edition of the Little Dum Dum Club. My name, as always, is Tommy Meatball Dasselo. Sitting opposite me, Carl the Chang Chandler. G'day, dickhead. Hey, mate, how you doing? Uh, I'm alright. This is our Christmas episode, I guess. It is. By virtue of just when it's coming out. Yep. We've got a very special guest in here today. He's a good mate of ours, good friend of the show, a stand-up comedian. You might have seen him on Rove. His name is Xavier Michaelidi. Yay! Yay. Last week we were talking about nicknames. Have you got a nickname, Xavier? Um, Zavers. Zavers. <laughs> just to be Zaves. Yeah. Uh, everyone, a lot of people used to do X-Man for a while. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. Uh, my friend Jerry Ryan for a while used to call me Zavers McCundas. <laughs> and, like, that was back when we were kids. But looking back at it, it was McCundas. Does that mean something else? McCundas. Are you know. thinking because there's a bit of a sneaky C-bomb almost hidden in there? I think that's what it was. Right. I think so we could just say it in school. We could just say the C-bomb. I get angry at people when they refer to you as Xavier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it because otherwise really? I'd, oh, well, I'd get angry all the time because it's literally 50-50. Right. And I understand it. Like, literally, like, people... I'm cool with it. I'm angry all the time. I'm a, I'm a nutcase. <laughs> I'm a nutcase. <laughs> I'm seriously passive aggressive. Um, no, um... Yeah, and like 50% of people call me Xavier and 50% call me X-Man. Right. But I don't understand it because there's only one other word. I, there's only two other words I can think of where X is pronounced Z and that's xylophone and xenophobic. Yeah, but also to be fair, you don't you don't pronounce it K-R-L. No. You know, just because the letter's there, you don't separate yeah. the letter. I'd prefer it if you did. K-R-L. K-R-L. <laughs> that would make you sound, I don't know, like you're a... a yeah, I should get better at this. Have things to say when I set myself. I'm going to call. I'm going to call you the the M8 ball. The M8 ball. Yeah. yeah. M8 ball. Yep. Well, you'll enjoy this. This has happened to me yesterday. Um, I don't know if you've been listening to the show much. Uh, I have. I listened to the whole show in like a 24 hour stretch. Wow. Yeah, I just started Marathon. listening. I just started listening to it. Well, I also had a corporate gig. So on the way there, while you're on stage, while you were I was on stage, <laughs> I can literally go through the motions so there was of corporate gigs now. <laughs> so you were there at Hewlett Packard, just going, "Hey, dickhead, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've shit myself, yeah, <laughs> and I'm scooping it out with my dirty hands <laughs> in the streets. Let's get some prostitutes. Yeah. Um, I so I uh, you, you will know how much Carl delights in any story oh. that involves my real name. Yes, yeah. Um, yep. I had a thing happen yesterday that I thought Carl would enjoy. I had to go to the post office. And pick up some uh, a package mm. that was uh, been sent to me, and it's for a gig that I'm doing. So it's addressed to Tommy Dasselow. Your stage right? name, yeah, my stage mm, name. Yeah. So the actor's guild name. My yeah, <laughs> my SAG. Um, <laughs> so I had to, so I had to rock up right, but I needed ID to get it, and I, like I don't have, it's I haven't changed my name or anything. Like yeah. I don't have any ID with that on it. You don't, and have, also, a, you don't have a picture of you with your. Walk of Fame <laughs> star or plaque? Or... No, Carl, I don't have a picture with my Walk of Fame star. Um, so I had to uh, – so not only that, I haven't changed my address on my driver's license or anything. So yeah. I'm giving them an ID that's got a different name on it, a different address, and they're just going, what – what is this? Who is this for? And also because my name on my driver's license is Thomas and the name on the thing is Tommy. And they're like, these are two completely different names as well. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Tom's, you work that out? Tom's short for Thomas. And they're like, <laughs> what? No, these are two different words. I'm like, are you kidding me? Have you never encountered the long form of... So anyway, it just went on and on. And uh, I look, to be honest, I was a bit of an asshole about it when it's totally... It's it's not. Yeah. Like, it's the woman's just doing her job. Like, that's... I was just way too hungover to and fucking that's, cope and with it. And that's what con people do is have... Lots of different names. Well, and if yeah. you, I mean, it would be dodgy if you had another ID which had Tommy Daslow on it, but you had like a big handlebar moustache <laughs> and a ponytail and yeah. faded sunglasses, yeah. like some seventy serial killer on the run. So I had to, um, so I ended up having to, like, I was just getting really frustrated by it, and and um, and 
I'm like, look, I know what the package is for. Like, it's for this gig. Mm. If there's a sender on the back, I can tell you the guy's name and where it's from. And I'm like saying, look, it's it's. It, they're like, why is it a different name? I'm like, it's 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 a stage it's name. Showbiz, it's not performing. Baby. It's it's, a, it's for the, the the stuff in the package is for a show that I'm doing. Yeah. Um. You know, it's just a different name that I use. And she's like, how do we know that? Yeah, how do we know that that's true? Like, how do we know that you're not just making that up? And there was a split second where I considered going, I've got my iPod on me. I can play you an episode of my podcast where we discuss the whole thing. Have you got some speakers out the back? I can, I'll can. call my friend Carl. We'll sort this whole thing so out right now. 40 minutes later, after you hear them in the background laughing and go, Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And you know, then I walk out with the package. I heard that Robert Zimmerman... Okay, Bob Dylan does that all the time. He has to bring around his best of <laughs> when he's at the post office. Well, I got because I've got um, I've got CDs of my stand up made that I just recently got the physical copies of, and I had to go home to grab just try and find like a bill or something that had the address on it. Yeah. And then you know the CD has my name on it. It's got a picture of me on the back. I'm like, do I take this down? Like this is just insane that this is what I've. I've come to, but yeah, I'm playing the CD in the shop as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm busting I'm, it out, and I'm doing the jokes along to it. Like it's yeah. definitely me. See, yeah. it's definitely the same voice. It's the same guy. Or just a real weird fan. Yeah, <laughs> like one of those they Michael would... Jackson fans that's had the plastic surgery and the uh, yeah. All that stuff. Oh yeah, I reckon there are some out there who just want to look of like Dasselow. Dasselow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I had a similar thing, a bit different. I. After <laughs> I hate him, I love him. This is the same. It's not at all. <laughs> it's not at all. <laughs> but um, I'm hopefully I'll get better as it goes along, hopefully. Um, no, I once, after after doing Rove, yeah. I did a gig oh, back in Perth. Right. When I was on Rove, I was probably yeah. one of the last comics on it. I remember Rove came up and said, he, this guy was one of the best people we've ever had. Um, <laughs> was it like Carson? You, did he get up and shake your hand yeah, afterwards? shook my hand and, and touched my... Taint, taint. And, and this uh, is the bit. This is the bit you'll be playing in the post office when you get into trouble. But someone came up after I did a gig back in Perth mm-hmm. and goes, "Hey, that was awesome, but that um, antique roadshow bit, someone's already done that." I went, "What? <laughs> yeah, I saw them on Rove," and I was like, "That was me." And then they went, "No, it wasn't. Like they didn't even believe it was me." You look right. nothing like the guy that was on Rove. No, the camera adds. 10 pounds. Yeah. Adds 10 pounds of hair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good visual <laughs> gag for the listeners. <laughs> it's Xavier's bald It's huge freaking yeah. afro. A hair doesn't look like hair on TV, so It'd don't worry gay. about that. It'd be yeah, great yeah. if they filmed it with like those PlayStation iToy cameras where it like, brings you up on the screen. <laughs> you, can put, you can put crazy shit like, around you, so it's like you're in a fish tank. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I've got a little pipe with bubbles coming out of it. Yeah. It's like fish going yeah. around the top of my head. <laughs> What's the deal with being 10,000 leagues under the sea? Am I <laughs> All right, everyone, yeah. Maybe that's an emergency thing. If the comic's not going well, quick, bring out the eye <laughs> toy. Out, yeah. Have, a little, have yeah. a little puppy walk past him and start licking the screen. Aww. It's adorably unfunny. And then, and then those pop-up facts. Remember the old pop-up facts? Oh, like yeah, pop-up facts. Yeah. 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 Boing. Xavier's not doing very well at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> if you can just read this instead. Boing. He wasn't actually down the shops yesterday yeah. at all. This yeah. happened months ago. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. he may look like he's got hair on TV, but he don't. <laughs> um, so, Rove, let's talk, let's talk about Rove for a second. So, you were one of the last comics on Rove. And you know, that's... You were the last comic. Well, no, still, that's, that's actually one of those things that MC started to say. I think... To put it on record, that there was an episode, an episode where they tried to break a record. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Guests, yeah. They had about eight. No, <laughs> they had like oh, three okay. or four do a minute each. Minute they? each. Yeah. So, yeah. but the thing is, I am the last one to do the official stand-up spot. Yeah. Though yeah. those guys just jumped up quickly and all did like ten seconds. Yeah, and, like a gag and, and idiots. You know? Oh yeah, they're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a oh. lot of um, yeah, I've heard a lot of MCs like like post 
you doing that? Yeah. Bring you up as he's the last guy to do stand up on Rove, so he killed it. Yeah. He killed Rove, and then Rove was cancelled two weeks out. He kills like what a curious way to introduce someone know, to give them I like know. probably the best sort of I guess the best one of the best stand up you know media credits that you could have in this country. Yeah. But then it just shit all over I you. Know, like it's I sort know. of what is an audience meant to think about? To be honest, the, I would I would have used that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> But it's, I know, it's unfair. It's the only thing I could get away, take away from Rove was now to have something for people to say when I'm brought on stage. And if I go down, I'm taking you with me. God damn it. But, it's bullshit. So, um, was it exciting? Like, you know, that's, that's, oh. that's the, well, that was the spot on Australian TV to do stand up. Yeah. So now there sort of officially isn't at the moment, but mm. that mm. was, that's the goal for a stand up to yeah. uh, do that four or five minutes or whatever. So, how, how was it? Did oh. you get really nervous beforehand? Oh, I was freaking out. But at the same time, I kept saying to myself, this is the one thing you've always wanted to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. you should try and enjoy this in any way you can, mm. even though I was so scared. And it was also, though, like, everyone, everyone's totally prepped. You've never had an audience so prepped, ready to laugh. Like, yeah. literally, someone's prepped them for you. I walked out before and Rove introduced me to them, like, off camera. So, which sort of, sort of like, because they already love Rove heaps. So yeah. then he's sort of going, this guy's okay. And yeah. so they're like, oh, he's okay. <laughs> and, um, and also the funny thing was everyone kept calling me sir because no one knew my name. So anyone who was like, all the PAs and everyone who'd come along, they'd go, hi, sir, just come over here. Thanks, sir. Just stand <laughs> here, sir. Do you want a drink, sir? And it was sort of cool, but also you like, you call me sir because you have no fucking idea yeah. who I am. Yeah, yeah, Mate. yeah. Muscles. Oh, muscles. Muscles? You want to stand over here, muscles? Hey, hey, muscles. <laughs> Come over, stand over here. Uh, two years ago, I did gigs at the Falls Festival, which is actually going to lead me into something that I wanted to ask you about. Yeah, sure. Um, I So I did my gig, and then I think on the 31st, me and my friend who I'd taken as a guest, we just got absolutely chopped, and we're just running around backstage, just mm. just mm. reveling in the whole, we're backstage at the music festival. Mm. And like just me going up to the guys and going, hey, man, what are you here doing? And him going, oh, I'm, you know, I'm here with this band. Oh, cool, man, what do you do? Do you, you know, you like their roadie or whatever? He's like, I'm, I'm in the band. And I'm like, oh, cool, man, what do you, like, play drums? Or you like the bass? He's like, yeah, I'm the lead singer. I'm like, yeah, I'd better go now before I fuck you off anymore. Like, just no idea what I'm doing. Jeez. But that, um, because I'm doing it again this year, I'm doing both. I'm yeah, doing nice. Lawn and Tasmania, and I've only done, in the past, I've only done Lawn. And you, you did it last year. I did. I did. And how did you find the experience? Because there's, uh, it's, oh. it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, to try and set it up, it's, mm. it, it is in an environment that you would think is generally not the best place for stand-up to be at it's a music com- festival in the middle of the day. And yeah. I've, I've seen people have great gigs, yeah. but I've also seen some horror stories. Well, I, I was going to say, I, you might be the only person who's asked back to do it because from what I hear, you're the one of the few people that got up there and did a good job. Like, right. Like, what? because, the, yeah. not, 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 and this isn't hanging shit any, any other comics. Yeah. The, the, the perfect comedy room is a small area where people all sit close together and it's dark and you have the one light on the comics so everyone knows to look in one direction and there's hopefully not too much sound around them distracting people from the one person and a microphone yeah. talking. Yeah. While the Falls Festival or any of those sort of things is tough because it is a big open space. There are sounds from other bands, people yeah. doing and having a great time over there and, you know, it's really not made for it. But at the same time, it doesn't mean it's completely impossible. The reason I think they book it is because it is a nice break between bands. Yeah, and they generally put it on early in the afternoon. They put it early in the afternoon, and people do come down to specifically see it. Mm. 
But the same, the best thing at the Tassie gig, after I finished doing that one, I was spent the whole day just listening to bands, having a great time. Yeah. And I thought that the Tassie one was even worse because there was just more people were shouting and it was ridiculous. Yeah. So many people came up and said, oh, man, that was great. That yeah, was all, I and saw you go, it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going, what? Are you serious? You like, had a weird thing where you had drunk people kind of half heckling you up the front. Yeah. But still being really good about it. Like, like loving it like yeah. that. And, they, and that's yeah. when you sort of go... I think that's what they thought the show was. It was a bit of like, like you're a fuckhead. That's a great joke. Yeah. Fuck you. Do more, do more comedy. You're fucked. Do another joke cut. Yeah. Fucking stab you. You're funny. It was, re- it was really like that. It really was. It and was just the they were right thing. up the front leading on the barricade. Like yeah. they could not have been more in your face. Oh, man. It was just the bizarrest thing. And yeah. Uh, something unprecedented has happened. For the first time in Little Dum Dum history, we're going to be joined by a second guest for the hour. Xavier, I hope you don't mind. That, I really uh, do mind. This is the first time it's happened. <laughs> is this obviously you sat down and went, Xavier's just going to be the weakest. <laughs> is this what happened halfway had. through your row spot? <laughs> <laughs> just brought out Arj Barker. Arj came out and goes, don't worry, I'll take care of this for you. And um, took care of it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, friend of the show and our first guest uh, is in the area and decided to pop in. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Cody. Hi, Mark. He's back. He's come back. How's this going to work? Four people. Jeez, it's cramped in here. Oh, it is. Chandler and Cody are sharing a mic like they're doing some kind of like, you know, when you see people just yeah. rocking out at concerts and they're both just the like up on the same mic. Yeah. <laughs> Save the yeah. world song. Yeah. Can you guys do it back to back? Yeah. Like lean in back to back. Flying V. Yeah. Talking about, well, I've got some other bad geek stories. Uh-huh. I bet you'd have a lot. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, because your mum was there. That uh, oh, Xavier. See what I got called in. See what I got called in. Cody will take it from here. <laughs> I saw the Shave little dum-dum signal. <laughs> and I knew a podcast someone just, was being ruined. Just a silhouette in the sky of someone throwing shit at someone else. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like a hand scooping poo out of its own hands. <laughs> well, Xavier, you had, some, um, you had some stuff happen on the way in, I believe. You're, the way you said it to us... As you oh, turned and you up, said, save it, save it straight away. No, because like, no, you, no, you turned up and you went, geez, I didn't really have much. And then I got the tram in here, and then stuff happened, and yeah. that's what I've got to talk no, about. No, it wasn't stuff happened. I just started remembering all the stories, which oh, you okay. don't remember off the top of your head. <laughs> yeah. So th- this, these are some bad um, gig ones. I might tell the story which I told on uh, Monday night at the Spleen Christmas party. Sure. Which is the fact. Did you see that? Did I didn't you... see it. No, okay. I was busy getting okay. drunk. This is the... Uh, I used to have a gag back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the Fatboy Slim <laughs> gag, all right? Yeah. And basically, I'd say to people, Fatboy Slim songs are all the same. All you do is you get a phrase, you repeat it, you add a beat, that's a Fatboy Slim song. Someone give me a phrase, I'll make a Fatboy Slim song right here. So give me a phrase, Tommy. Anything, a couple of words. Uh, how good is Nick Cody? 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 How... <laughs> <laughs> How good is Nick Cody? How good is Nick Cody? That's, that's what that so I don't do that gag anymore. Uh-huh. He the, should come on to that. That's quite good. I've got a new ringtone. I've got a new ringtone. <laughs> I do it off stage with the microphone. Someone, give me a phrase. <laughs> what? Um, so basically, I never do that gig. I never do that joke anymore because I was doing a corporate gig. So I was doing a corporate gig. Corporate. This this gig wasn't going well. All right. These corporate gigs are usually quite hard because it's just you and ten businessmen in a lecture theatre or something somewhere trying to do some jokes for them, and they're just usually you know not always, but sometimes they're just not into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so these people weren't weren't getting into it, and I thought, okay, it's time to bring out the big guns. It's time to bring out Fatboy Slim. <laughs> so I go, hey, anyone here like Fatboy Slim? Nothing. <laughs> Uh, someone give me a phrase, I'll make a Fatboy Slim song right now. Nothing, till finally someone shouts out, 
You're pathetic. <laughs> I um, I go. You're pathetic. You're pathetic. You're pathetic. And that's why I don't do that joke anymore. That and Fatboy Slim hasn't released a song in ten years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That and there's been two generations since that have never heard of him. Yeah, yeah. You need to you need to have a new. What would the new one be? The new. If you can work out how to make your voice do auto tune. Yeah. Well, that's oh. If I could do that, I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. I would be just. Or you at least be in more tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should auto tune this show, parts of this show. How good would that be? Uh, auto tune a hey mate. Yeah. Hey, hey, mate. <laughs> so is that like Cher's song? Believe. Hmm? That's Do auto-tune. you believe? Hey uh, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that Carl's most recent reference to auto tune. <laughs> yeah. After the years and years of music. A so is that like Cher? <laughs> a what the song? Kanye West auto tuned album. Yeah, yeah. 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 You Anything by T-Pain just yeah. goes straight past Carl Chandler. I'm aware of all of them, but I just go straight to the stuff I like. <laughs> sure. Oh, I don't know if that's something you should admit. <laughs> that not only do you like Cher, but you're going to ignore all the good songs she did in the 70s. It, it was a joke, Xavier. <laughs> there are no jokes in that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so usually, usually people laugh after jokes. Ow! And that's why it. they called your spot on, on Rover song. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go back and forth with this. People lit lighters and wave them around. (laughs) (laughs) That's what your mum told me last night. (laughs) Nothing. I'm sorry. I'm just... She also said, that's pathetic. (laughs) (laughs) So what happened on the tram, mate? Well, basically, I'm just angry because I was sure I they, they, I saw a tram there. All right, mm-hmm. it was one of those things where it's on the other side, other corner of the intersection. So I had to run through some traffic to get to it, and that would piss people off. It's dangerous. You shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But if I've done that, I've risked my life to get onto a tram, and the tram driver just moves off, just drives off, and I'm banging on it trying to get. Oh on. yeah, yeah, yeah. And all I'm saying is they should have a meeting every year where they get all the tram drivers, sit them down, and just say, okay, remember, everyone, your job is to stop and pick people up. Yeah. Because, yeah. honestly, that that's the only thing they're supposed to do. And they can't even do that. Yeah. They don't have to steer. They no. just push a pedal and push then it a pedal goes. And then stop. And then people get on and they keep going. And uh, Occasionally, they have to pull out that little thing and change what track they're going to go on. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, exactly. That's... that's- I'd yeah. love to give that it's a go. And I, occasionally they just give up and say, everyone, get on the one behind you. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love yeah. to know why they do that. Is it because the tram driver, like, it's such a boring job, they just give up eventually and go, I can't handle this anymore. Everyone just get off. Yeah, I, I had one McGregor's driving the tram. Yeah. <laughs> I, had one the other day, I had one the other day where uh, uh, he turned the wrong way. And what? Yeah, he went the wrong way. They came to like a T section and he went the wrong way and everyone on the tram just looks at each other going why are we going the wrong way mm, then mm. he about 50 meters in he realizes it stops the tram and then comes back into the tram and goes hey i know what happened guys okay <laughs> i know what i've done oh. all right so i'm gonna fix it here we go and he goes back to fix it and then he realizes he cannot fix it and all he's doing is stuffing up traffic from both ways and we're just sitting on this massive roadblock in the middle of all this traffic with people honking at us both sides and we're like this wasn't our choice yeah, yeah, yeah. we've been taken the wrong way and then he just goes okay everyone off while I figure out what I'm going to do <laughs> and then we all got off and walked like 50 people walked up the middle of the road to the next tram stop oh I had one where the tram it just stopped something was wrong with it but the tram driver didn't like come out and say hey everyone this is, it's broken down we have to get onto the next one he got off 
stood outside the tram site, everyone's looking around, and the first thing he did is he went up and there was a little uh, a coin machine for parking, a little parking meter on the side. He started checking that for change. <laughs> That's the first thing he did. <laughs> and then the only person who told us was the van came up to fix it, and he goes, yeah, it's broken, get off. And we went, well, why didn't he tell us that? Did he, he also goes, say, is there any money in that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on, oh, he's already done that, machine. yeah. Check the ticket machine. Yeah, well, this is what happened on the way in today. I had, like, you know, obviously trams are well-known as being, you know, crazy transport mm. machines. Um, there was <laughs> yeah. one... They are just <laughs> always just flying around. No, 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 I mean crazy, <laughs> sorry, I mean crazy people. Crazy people transport machines. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a person, I don't know what was wrong with him, he had some sort of tick or Tourette's or whatever it was, but I just, you doing your voices, your little voices before, made, <laughs> made me think of this. spoof that you just did. Yeah. My, little, my little skits. Your little comedy your company little thing over there. there that you're doing. <laughs> you're doing Uncle Arthur, weren't you, or whatever. Yep. So, um, he, uh, there was this just guy. So much respect. <laughs> Can you fix the lights, mate? Or... <laughs> um, he, this guy, he was like, he obviously had something wrong with him, but... He he was almost doing a bit of character comedy, which like if he had been doing it on purpose, it would have been quite funny. But yeah, he obviously yeah, yeah. wasn't. But it turns out it was almost like him arguing with himself because he'd have a bit of Tourette's and then he'd have a bit of clean up because he'd go. He was sitting there and he this is all he did the whole way. He he was going. Are you available? Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you available? Oh yeah. Okay. Nice one. Right. right. <laughs> you, you available? Okay. Thanks. Yep. Yep. <laughs> No, uh, yes, Carl, okay, I know, good I, one. I know right. you make fun of my little skits, but I have to say, you should add that to your repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the best jokes you've come up with. Years, like. I was going to say, are you available? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, that sounds like you and me rolled into one person. <laughs> um, no, I, I had a friend from America out here, this was a few years ago now, and uh, we, we got the tram down to St Kilda, and we had a driver who was getting on the intercom and like throwing gags out about yeah. stuff we'd drive past. Oh, like that. My American friend was loving it. I'm like, this is a pretty rare occurrence. And then we've gone around a tight corner and he's kind of, it's the tram's jerked a bit and everyone's sort of nearly fallen over. Yeah. And then there's just a few second silence and then you hear him come over the intercom and go, how good was that? (laughs) (laughs) That's the best thing. That's one of the best things. I think every time you get a tram driver or a train driver that's into a bit of that, you just see everyone in the tram or train turn around and look at each other like, this is going to be all right. It brings everyone together, doesn't it? It's It's like a moment. Yeah. Which is the complete opposite to most tram drivers. The only thing they say is, Tram sounds next self hurt. <laughs> what? Sorry? Yeah. Why did you even bother doing that? No one knows. Milo Kerrigan is driving tram. You know what I hate? Oh, you know what? That sounds a lot like sure. <laughs> one of the first times I came to Melbourne, because uh, I'm not from Melbourne, but this is what I did. I came down for an interview for uni, and I really didn't know how trains and trams worked. And uh, I came down, and I took a tram out to, like, Monash. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. On the Why? level of electricity is powering <laughs> well, I don't know how trains or trams work, so I, it was tough to get to my interview for a university. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just picturing you coming down in, like, a pair of overalls with no shirt underneath, a bit of straw yeah. hanging out of your a mouth. A pig under one arm. That, that's all there is to eat in the country, just that straw. I don't know why. <laughs> But we all eat it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I come down, I get on this tram, I'm going out to Caulfield, and uh, it's really early in the morning, and uh, I it gets to like Caulfield or wherever I need to get off, and I stand, and, I, and it's a full train, and I realise I've gone up to the door and just stood there thinking it's going to automatically open, mm. and I'm just oh, standing yeah. there going, yep, 
this will open in a minute, mm. and I'll just do a bit of walking, and, uh, oh, the train's moving. <laughs> All right, good. Yep. And we just moved on to the next station, and I realised that the whole tram's just, the whole train's looked at me going, yeah, dickhead. <laughs> so we've gone to the next stop, and I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I've got off the, tra- the train and gone, well, the only logical response I could do now is get off the, the train here and just walk along the train tracks back to the last train station. Mm. So that's what I did. I walked on the train <laughs> tracks. What? It's like a one-man version of Stand By Me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I just walked all the way back and like trains were going past and I'm like, yep, just up from the country. <laughs> and you got to your job interview, but there was no one there, just a dead body, which you poked with a stick. Yeah. Peter Sutherland beat the crap out of you. And, yep. And then I grew up to be River Phoenix, and I died. <laughs> oh, too soon. There is something, um, I've done that before, walking down the tram tracks. You feel so lawless. You feel like a fucking... I feel like I yeah. should have a dog and a knapsack. <laughs> what? Like a, you know, like, like a... a hobo yeah, like a hobo. Ah, uh, okay, right, right. But a right. dog in it. No, a dog and a knapsack. <laughs> I a dog in a knapsack. a dog and a knapsack. No. Is that, is that what hobos do? They capture dogs. Yeah, and, and carry them. Because they're, they're so jobless that they don't realise the dogs that have That sounds legs. like a delicious treat that you get from a bakery. You know how they've got like frog in a pond? Dog, dog in a knapsack. Dog in a knapsack. Mm-hmm. What would that be? Um, I thought that might have been one of your sexual moves again, the old dog in the, the knapsack. Old... Dog in the knapsack. <laughs> the old... is she, are you going to be into this? The old, the old uh, dog in the knapsack? Get your knapsack out. Me mongrel's ready to go. Oh. Has anyone ever said this? That by, I reckon all those, those weird sexual uh, practices with their special names is mm. someone covering up for their weird thing. Like, they start doing that, and the girl's like, what the crap? And it's like, oh, no, this is, you know, I'm the na- naughty turtle. Yeah. This is yeah. perfectly fine. Because <laughs> once something has a funny name, then it yeah. seems legit. Yeah, yeah. It seems okay. Yeah. My favourite is coming up with the names and then trying to work out what it would be. Like, yeah. basically, I reckon the formula is you take a location and then you put, like, an item. So, like, the Swedish parking meter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. My one? Do you know my one? I knew you, you were going to have something to fight me with. Here we go. The, right. the, the Greek up the bar. Hey, if you're going to be sexual, get closer to the mic. Please. <laughs> Try and figure this one out. Yep. Nana knows best. <laughs> is, that, is that when you suck off your granddad? <laughs> <laughs> That's Guys, called fun at Christmas. It's Tell Christmas, them. okay. Nan- uh, but you do it in a nose? No. Nana, no, oh. Nana. <laughs> Nana knows best. Nana knows best. Um, uh, I don't... I don't it, and it relates to the name. Yeah. It relates you to the name. Uh, have sex with her in a room with World War Two. Yeah, you get, a, memorabilia? you get a doily stuffed up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, what it is, it's... Oh, no, no, no. After you finish, the girl says that was back, better back in my day. I don't know. Um, yeah, she... Uh, you fuck her and then she gives you... 20 bucks as a birthday present? You have, you have sex in black and white. <laughs> then you say, what do you think of that, Dame Man? <laughs> like when, when, for you, see? <laughs> when, when, when she sucks on your penis, you pop in a Werther's original. <laughs> I've got no idea. I've got no um, idea. That would be more geez, of a grand We're giving it a red-hot go, aren't we? Oh, we really are. Um, what else could there be? Uh, well, at least I, I know, know though that there's a Nana Knows Best 2 and Nana Knows Best 3. <laughs> yeah. Nana Knew Best. <laughs> <laughs> Nana Knows Some Dirty Shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, what is it? I'm is dying it? to Nana know. Nana Knows Best, you sit in the bath for three hours until your fingers go wrinkly and then you jerk off. Oh. <laughs> Why? It's not as bad as I thought. <laughs> Guys, we were way off. We were way off. Why would, That's why quite would wholesome, you, really. Why would you have a name for that? 
Why does there need to be a name for that? That's like a lot <laughs> oh, of Why are you saying, Carl, yeah. that you do it so often you never yeah, you don't have even a name to that? Yeah, you, just, just, you just do it. It's just that's Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. Yeah, yeah. That, this reminded me of a, uh, a classic story that you told me about a mate of yours who's a bit of a heavy drinker about him coming home from uh, a Bucks do, <laughs> was it? Yeah, we went to a Bucks do and uh, he's quite a good drunk. He's uh, He gets crazy. And uh, I was yeah, that was not where I got really crazy. And then he told me his story the next day. And what he'd done was uh, he... It was a it was a bucks night. And we'd had a lot, a lot, a lot of shots. So he, you get to a different level of drunk. And what he did was, he got home. He started going home. On his way home, he started seeing parties, and so he started going into these parties and just trying to mix in, <laughs> and just taking drinks and eating food and going up to people. And then when someone would suss him out, he would just run out. And so when he eventually got home, he was so drunk that uh, he, he, this is what his girlfriend said the next day that he walked in. And she was like, what are you doing? You better come to bed. And he's like, no, watch out. And then just walked into the spare room and she followed him in. And he'd got behind the wardrobe. He was like scrunching behind the wardrobe, clawing at the walls. And she was like, what are you doing? He's like, I've got an exam. (laughs) I've got to get to the exam. Exam on platform nine and three quarters. (laughs) I had one of the worst hangovers ever. When I was 18, it was the first time I'd been to a bar to just drink properly. And I went to Crown. There used to be a comedy night at Odeon at Crown. And Mm -hmm. I went along there with a friend of mine, and it was $2 pots of Stella. Now, being the white trash kids from Werribee that we were, we paid the waitress $30 to stand behind us with a tray of Ah. Stella pots so we didn't even have to get up. (laughs) Just living large, you know. Um, Sort of like what happened in Scarface in that bar scene. Just a couple of classy gentlemen on the town. (laughs) Go through all these pots. On the way home, my dad has to pick me up in the city. I start throwing up on the freeway. He goes, get out. So I'm hanging out of the car. He's got me by the back of my jeans. I'm vomiting as we go down the freeway. He throws me on the lawn when we get home. My mum comes out with a hose at two in the morning and just washes me off. That's what you get. That's what you get for that. Just spraying me with the hose. Yeah. May. uh, Freeze my balls off. The next day I go into work, I used to work in an office on Lonsdale Street. I last 15 minutes at work. Head down to Flagstaff Station to catch a train back home. There's about four people on the entire platform. One of them is a kid with Down syndrome who might be like 15, 16, and he's going to the other people on the platform, and he's giving them the gladiator. You know, you hold the thumb out straight, and then you give him thumbs up or thumbs down. (laughs) Everybody gets a thumbs up. He gets to me and just two thumbs down. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the sign of a hangover. That's one of my favourite things ever, uh, apart from, yeah, tram drivers. Talking, doing jokes on the on the tram or whatever. Down syndrome, is, syndrome kids. No, thumbs up. number no. three. Number two is. Uh, have you ever done that where you drive along like Punt Road or you drive along a, a highway and you can see, um, like, say on a, like a Sunday morning, and someone is spewing out of their car? Yeah, 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 yeah. that's awesome. I like that. It's good. Yeah. I love I love it when it's someone who's dressed up really nice. If it's like a girl who's really just dressed up the best she could, and then the taxi pulls over and she gets out and she's just vomiting on the street. <laughs> yeah. This isn't how you planned it, was it, love? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the the worst hangover I've the last worst hangover I ever had was when I went to a friend's bar night they had it at a shipping yard it was just a just a place where they built boats in Fremantle. we know shipping yards yeah, yeah. <laughs> well you don't know how trams can work you not? So I don't need to explain can you not? anything can you not about industry or transport yeah never assume we're Chandler yeah. can you not come on here and underestimate the intelligence of our listeners please yeah. <laughs> no I'm explaining it to you guys I'm the listeners of writer the listeners are five stories ahead of us yeah. on this show um yeah. 
No, so I it was at a shipping yard, and it was one of those ones where I was a little bit nervous at the beginning of the night. I really wasn't. I, I really wasn't getting too much into it until I finally brought out the bike with the rope, which you had to ride off a pier into the water. So you'd ride the bike, the rope would go taut, the bike would get pulled back, and you'd go into the water. Oh, nice! So once I did that, they go, "Go and do it, Xavier." That sort of gave me this 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 gusto to just get so drunk that by the end of the night there were fires out which they built. I was standing in front of the fire. I passed out on the fire. The side of my um, face, my cheek, just here, got burnt. Someone oh. had to kick me off the fire. Two face style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I had to That's stand. why you're always flipping coins now. It I know. Makes I know. Sense. That's why I've got such a weird method of justice. <laughs> if someone heckles me, I flip a coin and I throw them from a twelve-story building. It's am I going to do the fat boy slim bit? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I am. Anyway, and so I fell on the fire and I burnt the side of my cheek. And luckily, one of the guys there was like a circus performer, so he had a little. That's the first time that's ever been said, by the way. (laughs) Luckily, (laughs) someone there was a circus performer. (laughs) Is there a circus performer in the room? (laughs) He lit another three people on fire. Fire. Shuffled them all. (laughs) Quickly, quickly, everyone! There needs to be three things in the air at the same time. (laughs) Can anyone in this room help us out? I didn't feel like such a loser anymore because three other people are on fire. um, And and one of them's a juggler. One of them's a juggler. (laughs) And they literally. They patched me up and they just wrapped me in a sleeping bag, like because I was so drunk. I just kept. They just had to wrap me up in this thing and just put me in the corner. And I woke up the next morning and it was those double hangovers. I woke up and go, oh, I'm so hungover, and touch the side of my face and go, oh, what the fuck? And then I had this massive burn there. And you can, it's now it's just like a little brown mark. I don't know if you guys can see it. We should put this you've on the a, website. You've had a lot of work done. I've had a lot of work done. <laughs> I've, uh, I used to look a lot different. I can't see it now, but I did notice it when you're on Rove. Yeah, it was slightly higher definition <laughs> high in real life. Well, no, that was back when I had hair, and the hair was burnt off. That was another <laughs> story. The um, the the drunkest I've ever been. You were Stephen was... riding that horrible fire that time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was uh, I was eighteen, and I was at a house party, and the girl having the house party was a girl I hooked up with once, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna make some magic happen. So I've turned up and gotten way too drunk, like properly drunk, and was in a room uh, about to make out with her, and then I've gone, oh, this is gonna happen, and and vomited, but. I vomited into a pair of her shoes that were next to her bed. And in my defence, my thinking was, I don't want to vomit on her carpet and her have to clean that up. I'll vomit into something. But yeah. as it turned out, I later found out that it was um, a really expensive pair of shoes that I'd vomited into. Oh. And her floor was just like that polished floorboard. So it just, <laughs> it just would have mopped straight off. And then I set that bitch on fire. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I, I love that when, when the, I've had friends who done that, where they go into a bathroom and there's a toilet there, but they get the bin in the bathroom, empty it and vomit into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're so drunk. Yeah. You don't even have Just any no understanding. Yeah. No and my mates, my friend's dad gave us a lift home and I was in the back seat with my friend and I'm just like passed out and my friend's like, it's okay, buddy, we're going to be home soon. And then I look up at him, he's like, we're nearly at your house. And then I look up at him and I go, how are you getting home, man? It's like, <laughs> we're in his fucking dad's car. Like, you think he's getting home, you fuckhead. It's just good to be out. <laughs> hey, so Nick Cody, speaking of uh, Bucks do's and the like, you, the last time we had you on, which was yeah. our first episode, we were talking about you were going over to Thailand and I you did. were getting very excited. And yeah. uh, how did it go? Have you got any, any anything to report from the front line? Nothing Nothing oh. as exciting as I thought it was. It was well, a crazy for, place. Well, thanks for popping in. Yeah, that's all, guys. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I went. I checked out uh, a few different ping pong shows just to make sure. <laughs> just to make sure 
I was going to say the right one. Not a lot of ping pong related stunts though. That's really? what I was more upset by. They've moved on to other items. Yeah, a chick played a harmonica with her pussy, which really? I thought Ooh. Michael Connell's been running comedy classes <laughs> over, in, <laughs> over in Phuket. It's a bit of contra. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was one. Uh, one. Oh, I got bored on stage and I got dacked by a ladyboy. Because um, right. I did put my hand up because there was a girl who was shooting darts out of her box and popping <laughs> balloons that people were holding in their mouth. So I wanted in on that sweet action. <laughs> Why not? I've caught every other sort of disease. Did you, wonder what, wonder did what you, one I can get from a hooker dart. Did you do, did you do gear? Did you get up and do some jokes? No. That'd I be just, funny. I got my, way to, like, you get I got my, and it's like, better bring out the big guns. I was, so are you standing <laughs> spot there on my penis? That's actually I'd well. been drinking for four days in a row and they dacked me and I was, yeah, not, not in a good, not in a good state. Yeah. Nothing to be proud of. Well, because when, when we had you in here, we were debating whether or not there would be a male equivalent of the ping pong show. Did you encounter any such thing? No, just creepy looking dudes in wigs. Right. But there's no, no, no guy. Some guy... Uh, had it was clearly a dildo because it was an Asian dude who was packing like eleven. Like that's not happening. He had like a robes type thing <laughs> over it. No, no, no. But the dick was like brown. Right. So it was clear, like just the skin contrasted, and it just didn't make any sense, right? What did it taste like? His trick was just holding a bag full of bananas <laughs> on his dick. What? But it was like tied around. How do I explain? It? Like. Imagine like a little felt skirt type thing. Yeah. He had one of those on, but then there was like a hole in the front where this dick was coming out, which just screams prop. And then his move was to carry a bag of fruit on there. I'm sorry, I know, it's, hips. I know it's because there's other stuff going on, but Carl, just halfway through that story, started yawning, which is a very unique <laughs> thing. He's nestled right up against Cody at the moment. And just, oh, bag of bananas on the dick. <laughs> Whatever. Boo, boring. Yeah, there was We've nothing. seen it all before. Nothing major happened. I rode an elephant. That was fun. Did you fuck it? I did. <laughs> right in its face. Did it shoot, you? Did it shoot you out of its vagina? <laughs> what colour was its penis? <laughs> yeah. Was he wearing a dildo? <laughs> um, yeah, it was just a very odd, very odd night. Yeah. Was the ping pong show. Oh, she uh, blew out candles on a birthday cake. Um, there was a few different tricks. With her vagina? With her vagina. Because I'd love it if after all these she insane things she just walks over and goes, <laughs> and my end uh, blows her mouth. I wonder if she does kids shows and it all, that all just happens with her mouth, so she's then spitting ping pong balls out of her mouth. <laughs> out of mouth. For, for kid shows. For kid shows. G-rated yeah, the, version. The G-rated yeah. version yeah. is just that. Yeah. And, as soon and as then she turn... sticks around and the kids leave the room and the parents go, now yeah. I want the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the real thing. Let's go downtown. The guy comes out with a dildo in his mouth. No. no. <laughs> just, I just, just bailed on that. Just, just eats a bag bail, of bananas. Bail, bail, bail. Yeah, just yeah, just yeah, eats bananas. bananas. Yum, yum, yeah. yum, yum, yum. Sorry, yum, kids, yum. when you're 18, this will make a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. This is risky because the potassium content in bananas could give me radiation. Wow. Hey, so uh, clearly, uh, as listeners will be able to work out from this conversation, we're, we're, you know, we're four men who are all quite immature. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. And I, I've, I've, I've briefly touched on this last week. I, I have... Um, I've got a really specific sense of humour. Like, I find stuff funny that, that no one else does. Um, but I had a nice moment where recently where for once in my life I kind of synced up with, with strangers on something that I thought was funny. So um, it was a couple of weeks ago uh, me and my girlfriend went to see uh, the latest Harry Potter film, right? And, mm. you know, the jokes in, in those kind of films are always kind of a bit lame. Like, they're sort of a bit naff and other people in the cinema are laughing and I'm just like, oh, whatever. Anyway, there was this one point where uh, one of the characters rocks up and they found – 
something that they've all been looking for. He's like, he goes, oh, I found the the thing, whatever it is, the amulet. And he, he pulls it out of his pocket. And as he's pulled it out of his pocket, some guy had left his phone on and his message tone has gone off. So as this character pulls it out and goes, oh, I found the amulet, there was a sound in the theatre of... And I just thought that was fucking hilarious. Like, I've just lost my shit at how funny that was. Later on, there's a bit where they're at someone's house and then... He goes to make a cup of tea, and as he's making the cup of tea, they walk in the room, and he's kind of obscured partially behind a wall, and he's kind of moving his arms, but because the, the wall's blocking what's going on, it looks like he's wanking off. Now, <laughs> me and my girlfriend have seen that, and we've laughed, and then a couple down the front right of the cinema have also laughed, and a couple up the back left of the cinema have also laughed. But at both of these two things, yeah. we were the only six people in the cinema that laughed, and then later on, um, there's... Uh, God, what is it? It was uh, just a line that sounded like a sexual innuendo, like a really mm. juvenile sexual innuendo. I can't remember what the term is. Um, Nana knows best. Yeah, no, it was. Oh, that was that was dog- right. It was um, it was well, something dog- like Nana knows best. A dog in oh, a dog, dog in a knapsack. <laughs> no, it was something about a wand, and it's like. It's only it's only ten inches, but you know it can do a lot of good. And then again, me and my girlfriend laughed, and these other two couples on the opposite sides of the cinema laughed. And I've never had that before, where I'm laughing at juvenile things, and there's complete strangers. It was like part of me felt like just standing up at the end and going, "Hey, the other two who are laughing at those things, can we all like swap numbers and hang out? Like, let's get a key party going. I reckon the six of us would really get on." I remember when I went and saw um, Metallica's some kind of monster a documentary about Metallica. Yeah, yeah. Before, it was playing in like in Luna and WA, which is like the alternative cinema. Which, which there's their equivalent here, like uh, just those alternative cinemas which play foreign films, like Nova or, like Nova or, or yeah, like that. Kino, Hoyts Melbourne Central, Hoyts Melbourne Central. Yeah, <laughs> um, so alternate, so different. So they, they were everyone in their audience is packed with Metallica fans, but before they're showing trailers for foreign films and and local films which have got real heart and soul. And there's this one trailer that's going on. It's like, will I ever learn to love again? Shh, all this sort of stuff. And my friend Jetro just shouts out at the end that the title comes out and he just goes, Boring! <laughs> and the, just, he, it was like, that's just knowing your audience so well. The audience just goes, Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I had a, what's, I, what's your friend's name again? Jetro. 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 Not Jetro. Jetro. No, Jetro. Is that a nickname? No, no, no. He's from uh, is, Chile. Is he and, from uh, the future? He's from the future. Yeah. <laughs> I've got some friends from the future. <laughs> Jetto. Jetto. Jetsy. Jetro. Jetswa. Jetswa. <laughs> Sharks the Jetsta. and Jets. When I did my first gig, uh, my parents came along. This was in Rockingham, this place called Swinging Pig. Um, <gasps> it's called Swinging Pig in Rockingham. Is it, is it what the name of the, the bar or the comedy night was called? The name the of the bar was, was the Swinging Pig. Swinging Pig. And, the and comic- is there like a toy pig hanging from the ceiling that's... Just swings. Just con- And it just puts you off. There's just this pig going... <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a like a bar in the deep south of America. Yeah, it pretty much is. Like that's pretty much what Rockingham, <laughs> Rockingham is. Yeah. Rockingham's like the. You've got family in Rockingham? No, no. Madura. Madura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I used to go for holidays in, in Rockingham. It was weird. Anyway, my parents come down with me, and they're watching. And the MC uh, is this guy called Tony Lassay. Tony, if you're out there, hi. But then just I'm just stating some facts right now. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he gets up there and has this joke, which is, um, there's nothing better than wanking into a sock. But there's no one's even better than wanking into a sock, watching the guy put his socks on afterwards. And um, so he does that. That home run. That home run. Uh, sorry, Tony. But um, my dad watches this, and on the drive home, he goes, now you see what that man, that MC was doing tonight. You know that's not comedy. That's, that's not what you should do. 
And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, Dad. Like, my, my father was really worried. So then cut a couple of years in the future, and Tony Lissage running gigs. With Jetro. With Jetro. In the future. No, in the future. Yeah. <laughs> ask any, ask any, any comic, in, even in Melbourne or anywhere, and if they've done gigs for him, and Tony owes them money, okay? Right. So... There is a guy. Can we edit that bit out as well? Or <laughs> no, 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 no. We can keep okay. that bit. We keep right. that bit in. All right. Yeah, this, okay. So this 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 diverts, but goes right back with its story. This goes back. This, this looks like a diversion from the main story, but it's part of it. So there was a guy who used to come to a lot of gigs back in WA at the Brass Monkey. He was this lovely guy, with long hair and a beard. Uh, he was recently put in jail for manslaughter because he, in his sleep, sleepwalked and murdered his parents. Jesus. I know, I know. This is, and it's really sad and tragic. If he's listening, uh, I'm, I'm, my heart goes out to you because he was charged with manslaughter because they, the, the jury was like, well, he was sleepwalking, but he still killed his parents. He was charged with manslaughter. So When you uh, do that, you're not a big chance to get adopted, are you? No, after that. no, not after that. This, he was, <laughs> well, no, I like that his parents would be there because the whole thing about you shouldn't wake up sleepwalking people because it'll really like fuck them up. Like, he'd be there like jabbing a knife into your chest and be like, we can't wake him up. up. We can't wake him up. Tony, leave him alone. Just, just let him go. <laughs> and I love that Chandler thinks that this obvious adult is going to look for adoption. <laughs> no, no, no. Obviously an adult. Manslaughter. Oh, he's now looking parents. for some more parents. So, uh, one of the comics uh, from the Brass Monkey, Alex, goes to visit this guy because, you know, he was asleep. He's still, you know, just because he, he yeah. killed someone. Go visits him and just, and, and, and hangs out. And in in the middle hi. of the day, I'm, I'm tipping. <laughs> yeah, at the prison. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> at his house has sleepovers. <laughs> it can't happen twice. <laughs> um, the, odds, hope... the odds are it can't happen again. And if, even if it I does, re- what a story. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I, I, I hope he is. I'm sorry if you are listening because we're now just making fun of your tragedy. But anyway, uh, what's, goes, down, what's what, what sort of download limit do they get in jail these days? <laughs> I think they've got full internet access there. All right. Yeah, they, he could easily be listening to this. Okay. So just be careful, Carl. Yep. Just edit all the bits that I set out. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, so Alex goes to visit, and uh, this guy says, Hey, Alex, um, do you know a dude? He says he's a comedy promoter. And he goes, uh, What's his name? Oh, Tony, Tony Lassay. Really? The guy who, who was my fir- emceeing my first gig, yeah. and the guy who then ran gigs and now owes a lot of people money. He goes, Yeah, yeah, he's in jail because uh, he was blowing up ATMs all around Rockingham. And now he's in jail. He once asked if he could be my agent. And luckily I said no, because, well, sadly, because I could have been cleaning up sweet yeah. money from ATMs. Yeah. Xavier, like, we're going to go all the way to the bank and <laughs> blow up the ATM. Yeah. Blowing up ATMs is like a kind of Rocky and Bullwinkle fucking villain no, 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 level no, no, of crime. He was doing it with his son. Right. Him and his son were blowing up ATMs together. Right. You know I don't know if we, can, if we can play this story, because this one then means that, that we could get knocked over. But. That is such a good plan. That plan could only have come from the future, from Jetro. <laughs> yeah, it was Jetro's plan. <laughs> Wow, yeah. that is an intense story, Xavier. I know, I know. I thought I'd bring out the, the big guns. Jeez. <laughs> it's not so much a funny story, it's just an intense story. Carl you know, made it funny. Carl made it funny. By ragging on some poor guy's misfortune. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can count on Carl. If you need to lighten up the mood, I, uh, I'm getting a rare tumour cut out of my cheek in about 10 days' time or something, and uh, I went and met the oncologist yesterday, like the cancer dude. It's not cancer, it's a benign one. But I was so happy that finally I've met someone that has the right amount of arrogance for the level of knowledge that they have. Right. So my first doctor that I saw would just give me all these plain, boring facts. This is what we're going to do, this thing. This guy I met yesterday, he's like, we're going to cut a square out of your cheek. Um, a lot of people worry when 
when they hear that. But you shouldn't worry, even though we're going to get close to very, like these very important nerves in your cheek that control like smiling and wincing. Uh, most people will worry, but uh, I'm the head of head and neck cancer at the Royal Melbourne, so it's going to be sweet. And I was like, this is exactly <laughs> That's awesome, who yeah. I want. Like That's someone just want. bragging about shit. And I said, oh, I heard the benign, uh, the malignant one. So if you've got the cancer in this spot, there's like a 35% living rate and this guy's like yeah with some people's patients I'm up at like 92% whatever I'm yeah. like oh yeah, yeah. legend I've had sex legend. eight times today I'm a fucking hero let's get to the surgery I once, if there's one guy that knows how to cut meat out of people's faces it's fucking me <laughs> I once saw a doctor I made the mistake when I was younger of using a razor for too long to shave like I just used what? the same razor oh right oh. okay I thought you meant you were just shaving for like an hour until slabs <laughs> yeah. of skin were coming off yeah, your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that Robbie Williams video clip, just healing bits of yourself. <laughs> well, no one told me when to stop. I didn't know when you're supposed to stop shaving. You're trying to get thought... your good use out of all 12 blades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I just, just kept shaving. like that bald dude from Predator, just shaving all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I see you. <laughs> anyway, so I used it and I got this infection on my neck. It was this big, horrible sort of like scab thing. Oh. So I went, it was gross. It was really gross. And I went into Should have burnt that off at the Bucks yeah. party. <laughs> I know. Should have thought ahead. Jetro knew. <laughs> anyway, um, I go see the doctor and the doctor says, oh, yeah, that's just a superficial skin infection. That's the term, superficial skin infection, as in it's just on the surface. But I thought he was making a character judgment on me. Like, what are you doing here, you loser? So superficial. It's just a skin infection. <laughs> yeah. Stop, stop wasting my time. Yeah. yeah I, no problem. Yeah. Actually, at, with cancer in their cheeks and you're in here just... <laughs> at the Falls Festival last year, I got a big, like, boil thing on my ear. Like, I was just sitting there with someone they went, oh, my God, what is on your ear? And everyone started freaking out because it's your own ear you can't see. Yeah. I'm like, can someone shut up and tell me what's actually what is actually on my yeah. ear because I'm presuming the worst. Yeah, it was just like a big lump or whatever because I got But you think it's like a giant tarantula that's laying excess. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Like so that. I was like, oh, they're like, if it, if it bops or whatever, it's going to be pretty crazy. Yeah. So you should get, see if you can get some cream or something for it. So I had to go. I went to the medical tent, which is just kind of weird because there's always people that have like passed out because they've dehydrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One guy had like cut his leg open on something and then I'm in there just going, I have a boo-boo on my ear. <laughs> and the nurse was like, I was like, yeah, I just, I, I hate to be, you know, whatever, but I, I've, you know, what's going on? She goes, just go and buy a hat. <laughs> See you, mate. <laughs> yeah, go and buy a hat. Is that her official medical opinion? That was it. I just got one of those goofy bucket hats that just... That was, the, that that was the same doctor as Cody had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just so yeah. confident. Just, oh, I'm... So, I, pfft. I'm head of hat control at Melbourne. <laughs> Just get a bandana the Royal Melbourne. your face. Yeah. <laughs> what are you kids all doing here at Ronald McDonald House? Go and get yourself a fucking visor. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, I think that brings us to uh, the end of the hour, unless you guys have anything more you'd like to add. I've got like eight more stories. But... <laughs> well, we'll get you so back So we'll in. wrap that up right now. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be – we don't want to have any more fucking – True crime, unsolved mysteries. <laughs> are about crimes which, and a lot of them haven't been taken to court yet, so it's illegal for me to talk about them. But yeah. Jethro knows the answer. Yeah. Knows the answer. Xavier's been sponsored tonight by uh, Victorian Police. Just to <laughs> get these stories out there. Guys, thanks very much for listening. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Um, thanks very much to Xavier Michaelides for being our guest and Nick Cody for dropping in. Saving Xavier. We'll see yeah, you next year. Merry Christmas. <laughs> see you, mate. See you, mate. Hey lady, don't you remember, you was my lover, you was my...